You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. This is episode number 23, and I'm your host, Parker McDonald. Today, me and Mike are sitting around talking about our season, how it's been going, and what some of our expectations are going into the rut here in northern Alabama. If you like a good talk about deer hunting, I think you're going to enjoy it. You guys sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I am your host, Parker McDonald, and I am joined by my buddy, Mr. Michael Pike. How's it going, Mike? Uh, not too bad, man. Just a little bit chilly outside tonight. Uh, yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm sitting outside to do the podcast so I can have better phone service than inside. So, <laughs> yeah, you got pretty bad service at your house. Yeah, yeah I wasn't able to make it make it up to the little studio you got there uh for uh for this podcast so that's okay we got we got one i think everybody's really going to enjoy coming up um probably i don't know in the next couple of weeks i think yeah um i think yeah. it'll be one that a lot of guys can relate with that's for sure but uh yeah yep but today we're going to talk about kind of just our season, like how the season's been going. And, um, you know, I had I had some success in the woods this morning, so I'll tell the story on that. And, you know, Mike, are you are you like me where you you kind of make these expectations for yourself and then those expectations quickly um, kind of go down the drain once the season starts? Oh, man. Oh, man. You have no idea. Uh, and it happens to me every year and every year I go into it thinking, ah, you know, I've got it nailed down, you know, (laughs) I I know the deer, I know the patterns and then bam, like you're hit with, 
you know, reality upside your face like a brick. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's totally true. Like, for me, so here's my problem, and I'm realizing this. Like, I have a really hard time making my standards higher. Does that make sense? Making your what? Standards my, higher? Yeah, making my standards high. Like, oh yeah. Like I get, I get tore up, bro. I get tore up over deer, and <laughs> it, like, I just, it just happens, man. I can't, I can't control it. I get, they just, they make me pumped up. I get excited, and um, like the first buck I killed this year, um, on on the forest land, you know, I mean, I hadn't seen. It was probably what going on three, three to four weeks into the season. And I hadn't seen a buck like cro- like give me a shot all season to that point. And I was like, right. I was like, oh, finally, you know, and it got me jacked up. Um, yeah. But like, I remember my goals. I'm not, I'm, and I'm not saying that I'm disappointed in myself for shooting it. I'm not. Like, I was pumped up, man. Like, you can see it in the video. I was jacked. But man, I just like, I feel like at some point I'm going to have to raise my standards up a little bit, you know? Um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so we're going to go into all that kind of stuff here in just a little bit. We're going to talk about our season, kind of what we expect the buck, the, the buck movement to be like and the rut, you know, it's really getting close and, uh, it's over in most of the country, but for us, it's, it's not even started yet. So, um, we're going to get to that right after we, uh, just really take a moment to, um, thank our partners. We would not be able to do the show without these awesome companies and um the the companies i'm about to talk about are um it's not just we're not just using their products or um you know getting a paycheck from them or anything like that like we actually believe in all of these companies and i I believe that you know for me starting out with southern ground with the podcast and with the youtube youtube channel i really wanted to make it uh, a point to not just go out and I mean you all see those kind of like Instagram people that are just I mean they're sponsored by the dumbest brands and you're like what like that doesn't even have anything to do with what what you do you know and um (laughs) I really didn't want to be that and so um, we got some awesome companies we'll go ahead and start out with uh with New Breed Archery which is a cool one Mike I don't even know if I've told you about this yet but um did I tell you about the discount code that we have with New, New Breed? Uh, you did tell, well, no, I mean, I know you've been, uh, you know, putting it out there just to let Kyle know, but did, uh, do we actually get a discount code yes, to let everybody know? We did. Awesome. So that, I think that was last week, Kyle Knoll, um, the, the kind of the, the founder and the, just the mind mastermind behind new breed. He, um, he sent me an email the other day with the discount code, which was perfect. And uh, I was I was super excited about it. So from now on, you use the code Southern Ground, all one word, um, the code Southern Ground at checkout, and what you will get is free shipping on your bow, which is a pretty good chunk of change. Um, so I was pretty excited about that. And and here's the deal: it really helps us when you do use that discount code um, because it kind of lets them know that we're doing a good job. And so. Maybe you're not the guy that writes a review on iTunes. Maybe you are. Yeah, it'd be awesome if you wrote us a review and bought a new breed bow and used that discount code. But it really does help us. Um, but here's the deal: new breed archery is um, 
my GX2 is definitely my favorite bow that I've ever shot. It's the smoothest, most dead in the hands. Um, you know, I mean, bows are up. Every every person likes something different about a bow. For me personally, uh, the new breed the new breed bow is is where it's at. And um, aside from that, you also get some pretty cool uh, perks from buying from new breed. You get to customize your bow however you want it. You can get red plaid. I've said it before. It's just the one that my mind automatically goes to is the red plaid bow. You can get whatever you want. Those guys are awesome. Really appreciate new breed. Um, Onyx Maps is my go-to for, uh, I mean, probably if I had to choose an app that I am on the most, it's probably Onyx because I just can't get enough of finding new spots, finding out different things about spots. Um, if you If you love topo lines and, and love to read uh, a topo map then this is just the way to go you can get an elite membership or a premium membership the elite is uh mike do you remember i think it's i think it's like uh 99 the elite package yeah i think they got some deals going on right now too i'm not sure if you can get them a little bit cheaper it seems like for the holidays they've got them a little bit cheaper yeah that does uh, sound familiar I was, talking with, I was talking with somebody the other day and they're like hey uh, talking about Onyx, and uh, and oh, I was in my family. They're from Georgia, and I was letting them know. I was like, "Yeah, I know all about Onyx," and they were trying to show me some stuff. And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I've had Onyx for a minute." <laughs> <laughs> I already used that. You um, must be a newbie, but, public uh, land hunter. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my dad, um, he uh, dude can can build anything you can imagine from scratch. Um, but uh, as far as technology, uh, you know, I didn't expect him. Um, you know, I had him get the uh, free version here, mm-hmm. like, last year, something like that. And uh, he wasn't, you know, I guess, using it to his full potential. Yeah. And um, I was trying to set him up at a location the other day in Bankhead. And I was like, you know, you have to do this and make sure you don't go on these property lines. And, you know, because some of that stuff can get you know, pretty hairy because it's not on, you know, marked or anything. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, he's like, well, I, he said, I have the, uh, the real version now. That's what he said. You know, like the real version, you know, like where you have the property lines. And I was like, what? I was like, that's <laughs> cool. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's funny. Is, uh, so I, he, I, a... guess, I guess he went on and, 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 you know, downloaded it himself, you know, the, or bought it that way you could see like who owns the property and stuff. That's cool. And he had some success yeah. last week too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He killed a uh, he killed a nice uh, seven point. It's um, awesome. It uh, yeah. So we went cool. up there and hunted, and yeah, everybody else is having success uh, except me. Hey, we're I not in, we're not past. into it yet. We'll get you'll get to complain <laughs> about your season here in a minute. Uh, uh, <laughs> so we're gonna move along to tethered. Um, yeah, check it out. Like I don't I like literally Mike, I'm at the point where um I don't know what else I could possibly say to make people believers in saddle hunting. Um it is it's like I, I texted Greg today the picture of the deer I killed this morning and I texted him, I was like, dude, why didn't I do this? I'm so ticked that I didn't start doing this a long time ago. So um I know a lot of you guys who listen faithfully you're tired of me just pushing things. I don't, I don't want to push it. I don't want to shove it down your throat, but like, just give it a chance. Like it is the most practical way to hunt public land. Um, 
that I can think of is saddle hunting and it's lightweight. Well, hey man, did, uh, did you ever, uh, talk to Greg about maybe getting me one? Because, uh, <laughs> I hunted from an elevated position the other day and man, it was so nice. Um, you know, I've been all ground and pound this whole season and, uh, which, you know, hasn't been, I really haven't got out near as much as I, you know, wanted to, but having that elevated, uh, elevated, um, position, guys, it was so nice being back up in a tree. Yeah. Um, because it, it does have certain advantages, which I, you know, I'll get into that a little bit later, but, um, but yeah, uh, you know, talk to Greg, CC Mike can, uh, maybe he's listening. Uh, That'd be hook, nice. Hook brother up. Yeah. <laughs> I got some. I got some, a little bit of extra cash. That's cool, man. Uh, so well, tell me again, Mike, you talk, you're talking about being elevated. What were you hunting in? Were you in a climber? Uh, yeah, I was in a lone wolf. I oh. thought I was a lone wolf hand climber. That just feel that just sounds Which heavy, is, man. And that, and lone wolf is, no, is light. Four, four, <laughs> 14 and a half pounds. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't, I think that's what, what mine weighs. Uh, but, um, yeah, it, uh, it's, it's bulky you know i'd rather get to to something lightweight yeah and uh seeing that new climbing method i don't know if any of you guys have you know seen the new climbing method you know with the wild edge was in the wild edge yeah it's um i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher this last name but the guy's name is matthew it's like crow crow crotoa crochia i don't know i don't know how to say his last name if I was looking at it right now, I'd be able to tell you. But he has a video on the Saddle Hunter Facebook page, and I believe on the forum too of a of a pretty cool climbing method. With uh, are you talking about the one with the the aiders and the three wild edge steps? Yeah, and yeah, the man. hook. Yeah, it's a yep. it's a pretty cool climbing method, and I'm actually going to be looking yeah. at at doing that too. Whenever wild edge is not so far back ordered. Um. But yeah, I mean, saddle hunting is the way to go. If you're going to get into saddle hunting, just go to the one place where you can buy everything that you need at a good price. It's top notch. It's quality stuff. And that is tetherednation.com. You will find what you're looking for. And uh, Greg, if you're listening, I got a poor, a poor nurse that's having a tough season that really wants to hunt from an elevated, elevated position. And he is. Uh, yeah, man, I got four, four kids. <laughs> And it's Christmas time, <laughs> and they all have birthdays in February and April. So for so... all of their birthdays and all of their Christmas, somebody get Mike a tethered mantis. That would be nice. Yeah. For your kids' birthdays. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. For their birthday, not not for me. Yeah, you'll get something else. But just hey. make sure it's like a large... Yeah, large. <laughs> Did you see where I commented on Facebook on your your family pictures the other day? Did you see that, Mike? Oh my gosh, yes! Y'all are just roasting me. <laughs> we were, I wasn't aware. Yeah, I haven't had a phone here lately. So, like it, 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 it works sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't. And I've been trying to get a phone, and <laughs> I, it, somebody does not want me to have a phone that works, evidently, because uh, my <laughs> I have not had a phone that is worth any count. That's funny. So, for everybody who does not know, which probably is everybody listening. Um, during Thanksgiving, uh, I saw a picture of Michael and like his whole family, brother, brother's wife, kids, um, all Michael's kids, his mom and his dad, his wife, um, like just the whole family is in there and they're all, it's a Thanksgiving picture, like professionally done, looks really good, really nice. 
everybody's wearing nice clothes, you know, button downs and, you know, ladies look pretty and stuff. <laughs> and there's Mike, head to toe in Sitka gear. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was cracking hey, up man. so hard. And I said, I commented. Me, me and my dad would have both been in camo because, see, what happened was he shot uh, his buck the evening before. And oh, we were okay. way back in there. I mean, we were we were like a mile back in. And he was unsure of the shot. He said he, he thought he heard it crash, but he, he just didn't know. And he was like, you know, we didn't have anything to pack it out with. We didn't have anything to pull it out with. We were totally unprepared. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so anyways, because we ended up taking his truck instead of my truck because it's a gas guzzler. Um, so anyways, we didn't have the card or anything. So we uh, ended up leaving it overnight. Uh, you know, wanted to make sure, you know, if it was a bad shot that it, you know, we let it, you know, expire. So we'll come back the next day, uh, found the deer, um, that next morning and the, uh, the deer was, um, had been eaten by coyotes, which is some crazy footage. Uh, and maybe you guys will see it here pretty soon. I'll give the footage to Parker to, uh, edit, but anyway, so he had a change of clothes though. We left my truck <laughs> at the lake uh, and, and took his. So he had a change of clothes, and I come back, and I was like, what the crap? Uh, he, he changed and looked like normal, and then I'm sitting there in camo, so uh, it's all good, though. <laughs> and the thing that was funny that I commented, I said, the sad deal is that Michael's uh, head-to-toe in camo gear probably cost more than everybody up there is all put together. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, you need to keep that on the hush, Parker. I tell my wife, this stuff costs like 25 bucks a piece. <laughs> you know? Well, she was the one I was talking to no, the whole time. I, yeah, I know. I'm just messing with you. No, uh, but um, uh, that was funny. That was actually the first conversation I've ever had with your wife. So, yeah, never yeah. actually met her in person. I hear she does exist, though. So, that's she does. that's nice. But she also said something about you wearing, did you wear camo in your wedding? Yeah, yeah, we, uh, so this was, uh, both of our second marriage, um, and so we didn't go all out, you know, with this wedding, uh, we just wanted to keep it simple, um, and so we went to the courthouse one day, uh, we just kind of decided, like, that day, is like, hey, do you want to go get married? And we are already <laughs> engaged, um, and I was like, yeah, let's do it, and so we went down there and, and, uh, got married at the courthouse, and, uh, I said, um, what are you going to wear? And she goes, uh, I'm just going to wear my normal attire, which is like, you know, some tight fitting jeans and a nice shirt and jacket, and, uh, you know, just all girly stuff, high heels or boots or something like that. And I was like, well, I guess I'll go in my normal attire too. So I went in, a, in my Sitka uh, fanatic hoodie and, uh, <laughs> and, a and a pair of, um, Carhartt. <laughs> so hey, dude. that was, uh, <laughs> I, if if there if there's something that just screams dedicated deer hunter like here's the deal your wife just really doesn't have i mean she can't really complain about anything she knew what she was getting into you got married in camos you know what i mean oh yeah oh yeah i told her <laughs> i told her ahead of time i was like i'm not the i'm not i was never like a kid person you know like if i ever had kids i was like one's gonna be good enough two at the most right. and we met and uh, everything. I was like, you know what? She she got four kids from previous marriage, so it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, you know what? 
I was like, if uh, I take on four kids, you got to take on hunting. And she's like, okay, <laughs> deal. She, I was did, like, she didn't know. know. How hunt. She said, <laughs> I told her about hunting season. I didn't tell her about scouting season, which is <laughs> all of the rest of the year. So. <laughs> that's funny but uh i gotta give my wife the benefit of the doubt though i i was not like i was into it i was not into public land like i am now when we got married and so that that kind of was an evolution within the time that we got married and so like it has definitely grown since then yeah man well i'm going through the evolution of myself and uh, i guess we'll get into that in the next podcast um with uh blake hopefully because yeah. uh, the season has been a little bit different a lot of changes for me not not my typical hunting season so far so yeah um, yeah so we can... you, yeah, i really think that's going to be a good episode in the next one um like so you guys who are listening look forward to that it's going to be a good one um we're not even done with our with our partners though so the last but yep. most definitely not least is the go wild app so um, man, I just, yeah, I spent a lot of time, it sounds kind of bad, but whenever I'm in the tree, whenever I'm sitting in my saddle, the, sometimes you just got to pass the time, man. When you're doing those late morning hunts or when you, when you go in early in the afternoon, you just want to pass your time. Well, there is a really interesting, fun, really awesome way to pass your time when you're in a tree stand. And that is to go get the go wild app. And just look and see what people are taking, what kind of awesome things people are doing across the country, um, really across the world. They got all kinds of stuff on there. Um, it's a, if you if you've never listened to this podcast before, or um, if you have never heard about Go Wild, it is basically a social media app for outdoorsmen and women, and it's just it's just fun. Like it's just awesome. You share your pictures. You're not gonna get chastise you're not going to get um people bashing you like they do on facebook and the best part is is that it's just a it's just a um an app where it is designed for you it's designed with the hunter in mind and the fisherman in mind and the um you know wild game chef and the hiker and just the all-around outdoors man or woman um so go check out go wild go to the app store um i don't know what android users use but it's on there too so i don't it's i think they've got like a giveaway or something right now too don't they dude they have so many giveaways all of the time yeah um i don't even know what the giveaway is right now to be honest with you because there's so many of them all the time i got a little notification or i've gotten a notification uh, a couple of times recently and uh there i don't know there was a giveaway on there i can't remember off the top of my hand or top of my head (laughs) top of my hand um, my hand. <laughs> so yeah, go check out all those all those awesome um, partners that we have. We couldn't do it without them. We really, really believe in everything that they do. So you guys go check them out. So Mike, we're gonna get into this conversation. Um, I, I, where do you want to start? You want to you want to go ahead and start it out, like, and I'll just kind of ask you questions. Do you need to do you need to start with uh, with the the terrible terrible Alabama hunting season? Um, and yeah. then you follow up with your, uh, high point, you want to end on a high point with your successes and stuff. <laughs> we can do that. That'd be good. <laughs> I want to, I want to preface this whole thing with, uh, today we were texting back and forth in a group, a group message with me and you and Tyler 
and Nathan and Jacob and Andrew from the Southern Outdoorsman. And we were going back and forth and I hadn't got a text message from Michael all day. And finally I see it. He's like, I'm so freaking done with Alabama season. (laughs) For real, man. I mean, the time and effort that we put into it and the deer, you know, that are here, God, just what makes it worse, I think, is um, is having Facebook. And you see all these guys from the Midwest and, and out West. Dude, these deer are ridiculous. I mean, the the amount of, you know, these huge deer that are going down left and right. I mean, you would never see that here. Yeah. I mean, a majority of the deer going down here is an eight point, probably about what, what would you say, like? Two and a half? 80 to 90, like, score-wise or something. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, a majority. 80, 80 to 90. A decent deer. You know yeah. what I mean? There's bigger ones, but for sure, sure there's, sure. there's, there's bigger ones yeah. out here. But You're I was, run across, you know, a bunch more of the, the smaller ones before you run across one, like, you know, like the 130s or something like that. Yeah. Um, 130s is considered huge here. I mean, really, I mean, for yeah. the most part, I mean, oh, yeah. you're going to grab a lot of attention if you kill a 130-inch buck. Yeah. So. I mean, that's there's no doubt. I mean... I'm friends with, especially since starting this podcast, you become friends with a lot of deer hunters. And so this year, more than ever, I've seen all these pictures, man, of just, I mean, big deer. And, and then I'm hearing like, I mean, these, uh, not even, not even like antlers. I mean, these, these deer, the bodies on them, yeah. our deer, like our deer's belly and midsection would be about the size of their neck. I mean, yeah. it's ridiculous. Uh, Lucas Psycho. Um, oh my God! I mean, Both that, of them. The neck on. Yeah. They look like I mean, freaking the, the, rhinoceroses, the, bro. Yeah, the, the size of the neck on that deer, dude. I mean, I, I just don't even have words. What would so, you do if that thing walked out in front year, of you in Alabama? I don't know. I would probably run. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just don't see anything like that here. No. If I was on the ground and a big old buck like that come by, I don't even know. I don't even know if I'd be able to draw a bow that. <laughs> That's funny, man. It's so funny, like when you think about my pocket deer that I killed, and yeah. and Lucas psychos, you know, or or just guys who who hunt up north. You think about that; it's yeah. the same animal, but it's like a different. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's, it's a, a different creature. It's a different. Yeah. It, there yeah it's just it's, it's, it's insane so, so my yeah so my plan for next year um is just to take like a month off and just head north and that, <laughs> and that way i can see you know see what these look like in real life um i just i can't say that i've ever seen a big deer like like you know you see uh in these pictures yeah um, social media man I, I heard somebody say the other day though they're like some of the some of the best deer hunters in the nation live in South Florida. Um I can't yeah. remember I can't remember who and, I was talking to, but I mean and they're killing spikes and, and four points. Yeah. I mean that and that's the only place that I would rather not hunt you know, on the on the other end of the on the other end of the spectrum. There is only is, one other you know, place. I, I know we I know we've got it bad here, but you know, Florida, Florida has a, 
oh, worse. They take I mean, the cake, man, for sure. Oh yeah, but but we're we're like a close second. I mean, it's kind of like the uh, the obesity thing, you know. Like um, Alabama's always like at at the what forty nine or fifty mark. I don't know, bro. I don't like... want to. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me feel bad. We're, uh, we're always yeah. We're always we're always lagging behind uh, in most of those. Um, most of those little polls that they do. Oh man, always. But you know, like I'm, I'm excited. I'm gonna hunt Florida, um, this Christmas when we're there. I mean, I'm just, I'm just excited to try it. You know, I mean, like there's just something about that challenge. Like, I don't care if it's a spike that I shoot. I don't, I don't care what it is. You know, like I just, yeah, I just want to go out there and try to experience it. But back to what you were saying, what we were talking about. You know, some of the best deer hunters in the world have spent a lifetime shooting four points and spikes because that's just what they have. And, um, sure. and, it, and it's really hard not to get discouraged. Um, and we're really kind of dipping into what a little bit of what I would like to hit on, on the next episode, but, yeah. um, but you know, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about, you know, especially when you're not, you're struggling to even see a four point or a, a six point, right. you know, you're struggling to see a buck period. And these guys are dropping one thirties, you know, and being like, Oh, you know, he's okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, what was it at Bankhead here on this most recent? They're like over 700 permits handed out. Yeah. And I think there are only like a handful of deer. Yeah. I want to say that, I want to say that early, the early gun season that they did, they gave out like 700 permits and only 10 deer were killed that weekend. Does that sound right? Yeah. I, that would be, on, yeah. And that'd be on pretty, you know, I guess on the lenient side, I, I know of like uh, I know of like five that were killed. I think you're probably right about the numbers, um, but it was you know pretty low, super low. And I mean that's just that's just going to be expected, you know, out here. Right. You know, you're probably yeah. not going to be the like. Here's the thing, statistically, you're probably not going to be the person that shoots a deer on those hunts. You know what I mean? Right. With how many, yeah. now I'm not talking about you specifically, but just any hunter, like statistically, you're not going to probably be in that group. You know, that's, that's, that's a pretty low percentage. And so, um, man, it, even, just, it just makes yeah, it even, tough. Even, even knowing what we know and scouting and putting as much time, you know, as we put into the area, mm-hmm. you know, the, the odds are definitely, they're still not in your favor. Um, yeah. and I did put my, I put a good buddy of mine, um, in a spot there, uh, we both went up and hunted. He, he said he wanted to get up there and kill one of those bankhead bucks. And so we actually went up there and we hunted one of the gun hunts. I can't work. I can't, uh, hunt many of the gun hunts cause I work on the weekend. I work Friday, Saturday and Sunday night. So it's just not possible for me to get up there and, and hunt those gun hunts like yeah. a lot of people. Um, but we went for the Friday morning and, um, and while we were up there, uh, I sat in a spot that I'd scattered out and had a lot of sign in and, um, and I had one, uh, one blow at me as I was heading out and that was like around, uh, midday around 12, but I heard a gunshot, um, probably about six forty-five in the morning where I set my buddy up at where I told him to go. And, uh, he climbed up, uh, into a, a section of a uh, select cut. Um, it'd been recently, probably in the last year, um, cut actually, it was uh summer before last and um and he uh he ended up killing a nine point it was two and a half years old 
he was definitely one of those good strains, uh, like the Michigan strain of bucks. Because two and a half years old, and he had nine points. Yeah. The deer, the deer only weighed ninety-two pounds uh, dressed. <laughs> ninety-two pound, nine point, two and a half year old. The deer had a neck on it like about the size of my uh, about the size of my biceps, which is pretty dang small. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like on the picture because the only picture I saw is after he had drug it a mile or whatever. Or with that thing around the neck. A mile with the rope. It looked like it had been yeah. strangled to death. <laughs> yeah, what well, had been? It was his. Uh, it was his bow rope. Oh my gosh! So, yeah, that's awesome. So, anyways, yeah. So he took it. Yeah, no lie. It was. It was probably close to a mile um, with the bow rope. I was like, dude, I had a cart in the truck. He's <laughs> like, well, he's like, man, he's like, it was six forty-five in the morning. He said. It was like 7.15 when I got down there and was wondering what am I going to do with this thing. And he said, I had all morning. So he said, I just started dragging. That's uh, awesome. I was, like, all right. I was like, all right, man, because we don't have cell phone service down there. So I couldn't like, you know, right. I wasn't, wasn't sure it was him or not. So so that um, day, all you because, sent us in the group text was nine point. Well, what the yeah, heck, well, what the heck called, does that mean? Because none of my... <laughs> no, I see y'all all kinds of texts, but not none of them are going through. Like the only one, not nine point. And we were like, think, we were all think, calling each other. We were picture. like, did Michael kill a actually, nine point? Yeah, I actually sent y'all a picture, and then it said eight point, and then I text back again with another text message. I guess when I had service, and I said nine point, um, <laughs> just to, to clarify, because we. Because he did have an extra point, so he's nine points instead of eight points. And all y'all got out of all of that was nine points. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, the cell phone service up here—it's ridiculous." Yeah, if you could read those text messages, it's pretty funny. It was like everybody on there. What? Yeah. What, what? Who does that? Who says nine point? Tyler was yeah, Tyler was all up in arms, man. He was like, <laughs> "I know." Who does that? <laughs> I think y'all, I think y'all pictured and said eight point, but y'all didn't get that one. All you got no. one that said nine point. <laughs> yep, nine point. So yeah, well, Facebook did the same thing to me because I put the uh, picture up of uh, of that deer, and my dad's deer, and I was like putting everybody else on the deer, but not me. And then like Facebook decided to make a separate post for my post just with the pictures, and everybody thinks I killed all these deer, <laughs> and I'm having to go in and clarify and wonder how to delete the the other thread that's going or the other post and i'm like oh my gosh so <laughs> so clarification i have not killed anything since the doe was the first one. <laughs> so let's talk about so, that man so on. i mean when you're putting people on deer like that i mean that first off that's a, that's a success for you that's cool um i know i know you like seeing other people get deer you know I've, i know you get excited for people but um oh yeah does it make you feel let me let me. I'm I'm trying to think of the way to word this. Does it make you feel? Make you feel like I'm missing something. Yeah, yeah. Like like as far as my setups or something. Yeah. Um, it it, it kind of makes me question. Um, uh, you know, one area, the one with my dad's, we went in totally blind, and uh, I set us up in the two, you know, two good locations. I was I was wanting to go to this other spot. Um, but, but figured with, uh, with the time that we had left in the evening, I might be pushing it, trying to, trying to get in there. Um, and, uh, with the other spot, I, I had history with that spot. I just, uh, 
wasn't there at the right time. I mean, that's where I killed uh, one of my bucks last year. Um, and it has good deer in there. I've seen seen deer on multiple occasions. Yeah. Uh, I do know that after hunting that spot twice this year that I'm going to set up different the next time I go in there. Um, because where that, where that deer busted me at, I'm pretty sure it's a buck, first of all. It's by itself. It busted me a couple of times last year in that spot. Uh, but it's not every time I go in there to hunt it. It's it's only on um, certain times. So, like, sometimes he's getting there early, like really early. Sometimes I'm getting there just a little bit too late. And and then sometimes he's coming into bed late. Um, this last time, he came into bed late. If I would have been positioned uh, in another spot, which I will probably go back to um, this next time, mm-hmm. then I stand a chance of killing him if he comes in this location. So what I have is I have a lot of bluff, and I have two possible entrances to this bedding area. Um, and I heard him come through. I heard the birds cut up. I heard him come up from the bottom. I heard him go straight to the bed. Um, and, or you know, I heard him come through. I didn't. I wasn't thinking in my head that time that was him coming coming to bed up. Um, but, um but normally I get busted by my fallen thermals um, in that spot if he's there before I get there um, because it drops straight to that little low point where the bluff is and falls off, and he's positioned right at the head of it. And uh, But this time I came out, like, around lunchtime, and um, and I'm walking up the trail, and and he uh, he sees me or wins me uh, from that spot, and I never saw him again. But marked his location, so I, I went in there once and tried to find the bed and couldn't find the exact spot. I, I mean, I have a pretty good, pretty good guess that he's in that little, uh, little strip of pines, mm-hmm. um, but, but I wasn't for sure. I never found the actual bed. So, but, um, but this next time or next year, um, you know, I guess the takeaway from it all is, you know, not to look at it as a, a failure, um, because you're always learning something in, yeah. uh, in most of these situations. So, uh, next time, you know, I'll know know where he's going and what he's doing and and i'll be able to set up you know a little bit more successful um you know sometimes it's a a learning curve um to to new areas and uh and you've got a you know you may have guesses about what to do but sometimes those uh aren't necessarily you know the best uh best locations to be at so um and in certain spots change man i mean Honestly, you know, like I've got spots that, that, you know, I've seen deer before and I'm not seeing any deer at, and I've got spots that I'm still seeing deer at, you know, I mean. Yeah. Speaking to that, um, my number one hit list buck for this year, the location he was, uh, frequenting so often last year, uh, I went down there this year, I saved, um, you know, we were gone in October, um, to Mud Creek and then, uh, then my wife ended up having surgery. So, um, so that held me, uh, held me back from hunting, you know, one of those prime weeks, um, you know, that I I had planned for like a year now, there was one week in October where it was going to be really, really super hot in one week in November. And I have managed to miss both of them this year. (laughs) Um, but, um, but I, I guess we can get into that that next episode if you want to, or or if you want me to talk about some yeah, of it here. Yeah, yeah. Let's then... talk about it because I, you know, I mean, that's that's a big deal. You know, that goes into the, yeah. the highs and lows of of hunting public land, especially is like, man. I mean, 
I mean, this is deer hunting in general. Some deer just aren't going to be there forever. And I mean, I think it goes into this season, like your expectations. So, you know, I'll speak from my perspective. You, you, you nicknamed this deer. We, we kind of both nicknamed him Babe Ruth. Um, I I can't even remember how you may have nicknamed him that and told me about it. I can't remember, but, um, but you, because you called the shot because you were calling the shot that you're going, you're going to kill that deer. He right. knew where and was, what day and everything, and then it yeah, just so he, didn't he was, happen. He was so, yeah, he was so patternable, um, and uh, and so I had my game plan this year um, to go in there under these certain conditions. Only only during this uh, one week of October and one week of November. So the first week of October, it didn't happen because um, my wife ended up having surgery. So. Um, so I spent, you know, that time, uh, here at the house and wasn't able to hunt, uh, Bankhead, um, which it, it, it really sucked, but, um, you know, family first, um, yeah. which comes into, you know, our next episode, um, you know, have my priorities where they need to be. Um, you know, I, I had all these expectations of, of being in these certain locations, um, and uh just hadn't happened this year so that in that certain area i got up there that week in uh in november and went in there to sit in that spot didn't have anything come through um i knew there's certain wind conditions the does were coming through and this huge buck was coming through a nice 10 point chocolate horn 10 point that uh that i named babe ruth and uh get in there well i show up at the location and right off the bat i mean i'm there uh an hour before daylight um hour and a half before daylight and there's already a truck parked there at this location <laughs> and i was like what the crap so right off the bat um you know there's a a problem you know with hunting this area you know do i go ahead and go in or or do i go to another spot i was like you know what this road goes to a, a really big area multiple multiple ridges uh, I'm going to go in there. I, I doubt I see this guy, and I didn't. Uh, he may have seen me, but he never flashed flashlight. He never, you know, never let me know he was in there. So I'm assuming he was hunting somewhere different. But um, so I go in there. Uh, I throw a sit at it that morning, um, expecting to see, you know, this buck, and I don't see him. And uh, so I, after, you know, it got later in the day around lunchtime. I got up and went and looked at the scrape line from last year. It had not been opened up at all. No sign. There wasn't a, the first scrape, uh, first rub, nothing. The air was totally cold. I mean, I, I didn't see any deer sign. So I don't know what changed from this year to last year. Um, I don't know if it was people going in there and hunting it. Um, you know, that the guy who was there, he could have been, you know, in there a pretty good bit or something. I, I really just don't know. Um, so, so that was, uh, the big problem. Um, I never threw any more sits at it after I didn't see, uh, see the sign there because I mean, the sign don't lie. Um, yeah. I mean, if those does are crossing through, those bucks going to be laying down those scrapes and, uh, and you know, nothing was there. So, uh, maybe postseason scouting, I might go back in there and uh, try to figure out maybe where they moved to. Um, try to, you know, get new intel and, and maybe uh, 
maybe, you know, if I go in there next year and I don't see the sign, then I have a plan B. Mm-hmm. You know, well, hey, maybe they moved here. So, yeah. I mean, that's that was that whole story kind of seems like the kind of the just the definition of your so far your Alabama season. You know, high. Yeah. yeah I can't remember who I heard say it, but I, I've been saying I, high hopes, I, low expectations. Had, yeah, yeah, and I and I really didn't have low expectations when I when I first uh, first got in there. I just knew it was going to be lit up like last year, and man. I was wrong. Yeah. And so, uh, so then, uh, my grandfather ended up having the stroke, uh, had a fall. And, um, so, uh, went and sat with, uh, overnight with him, uh, that week. Um, I can't remember. I think it was the week, week before Thanksgiving or, or two weeks before Thanksgiving. And, uh, and so that was, you know, in, in my mind and, I just uh, I got to where I was thinking about things and spending time away from the family and you know life having surgery and uh, I thought you know maybe I need to uh, maybe I need to adjust my priorities um, because you know normally during hunting season I'm gone you know a couple of days three days a week you know hunting I mean hunting hard mm-hmm. and uh, and this year you know I kind of kind of toned it down a notch. Um, been 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 spending more time with the family um been working you know all of my shifts and uh <laughs> you know i haven't been calling in sick stuff. which is good see <laughs> see i don't i don't everybody else calls in throughout the year and uh and you know i'm like i haven't missed a day since february <laughs> so um i was like but everybody knows you know if i'm calling in sick during hunting season that i'm you know, probably, probably hunting. You know, they all they all know where I'm at. It's, yeah, you know, I mean, no secret. You you wear camos and your family pictures, so you know nothing screams yeah. Talladega like a camo family right. picture. Right. <laughs> um. So, anyways, um, that's kind of how the year's gone. I mean, I haven't spent as much time in the woods, uh, which has been good. I mean, we've been going to uh, church, trying to. You know, I'd kind of gotten out of that uh, for a few years, and quite a few years actually, because um, it wasn't long after uh, after we met that you know at church way back in the day. Yeah. That um that kind of stopped going. Um, went through quite a bit of stuff and uh, and just uh, got away from it all. And so I was trying to trying to get back into things. Um, you know, I talked to you a little bit about it mm-hmm. and. Uh, so, um, so that's, you know, I went to church tonight and I've, uh, been the past few Wednesdays and, uh, Monday, you know, for that weekend service I was telling you about earlier, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I was trying to, trying to make some changes, um, hopefully for the better. Uh, my patience has been tested today. It seems like everybody's testing my patience today, but I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to hold it together. <laughs> So uh new deer definitely tested my patience. Yeah. Um when I when I've gone I've like yesterday I saw eight does yesterday but um but uh no bucks. Uh the last buck that I saw was when we went to uh Mud Creek uh, and that was like around uh the very beginning of November. So now it's at the tail end of November, so that was uh, the last big buck and I've probably only 
since we got back from that muck creek where i spent a few days up there i've probably only been on uh about 10 sits or so yeah um so and i have not seen the first uh first buck in the woods i've uh seen a few on the road um but uh have not seen a buck yet so that's crazy man um yeah i mean so you're 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 a pretty pretty good deer hunter i tell people all the time you're one of the best deer hunters i know um but yeah you know it's uh I was talking to Andrew uh, Maxwell today, and I was like, "Hey, man, it's like we gotta get on the board." I was like, "You know, we're uh, <laughs> we're pretty knowledgeable." I said, "We're gonna have to go back uh, Bammer hunting style, uh, maybe to get us one." And I said, uh, "We'll just go uh, go hunt over a, a, a green field and uh, drive a four wheeler, uh, smoking a cigarette, pack of cigarettes uh, to the <laughs> to the <laughs> to the." to the stand site and park the four-wheeler at the base of the tree and climb up and uh you forgot about you know, the corn rattling pile. grunt rattling yeah, rattling grunt every uh five minutes and he's like yeah man he said we'd probably you know have a booner for sure then um <laughs> i don't know hey well <laughs> i you know i think uh i think i think your time's coming man i really do i think it'll yeah man. i think it'll get better um yeah, man, we just uh, we just gotta be patient. Yeah, um, and it, and it patient. sounds like you you've got some good, um, some good that's kind of coming from you know not being able to hunt nearly as much, uh, not because you're forced to, but kind of a personal choice. And so that's a that's a thing right. that you know that's kind of what we're gonna talk about in the next podcast. But so I don't want to ruin it, but that's, I think that's something that people need to catch more of. So, um, you know, your first year kind of doing this video thing and being a part of the Southern ground podcast and all that stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's been my first year with it too. And I'm already realizing like some, some problems that I have with it. And that's one of them. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, just, it is awesome that we get to go out and just enjoy it. It's not necessary to spend time away from your family. And at the end of the day, it's just a deer, you know? So, right. Um, so man, I'm proud. I'm proud of you, though. I, you know, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to turn out to be a good season for you. I appreciate it, man. Um, yep. I think I'm going to throw throw some private in the mix uh, here soon. So. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> private land under. <laughs> there he is. So, uh, there he comes out of his slumber. <laughs> yeah. Um. Give me I, a give me a a buck on the ground. He said, "Hey man, I I did private land all week last week while I was in Texas, and uh, oh yeah, it was some of the hardest deer hunting I've ever done. It was tough. Yeah, it was tough. I couldn't hardly figure it out. So, man, is there anything? Is there anything else you want to get into about about your season? What your expectations are? Um, one thing I'd like to touch on. Uh, I think uh." I think some of the moon played in a little bit differently this year um just yeah. a just a personal personal thought um you know i was wondering why during these time frames i haven't seen uh that i have been up there i haven't seen the deer moving like they were the past two years and um i had it nailed down um according you know how the past two years had had played out and uh moon fell a little bit different this year um Normally, like we're closer to like the new moon, 
whenever the mm-hmm. rut's going on. And, and I don't know. I haven't had time to really dive into it and break everything apart because that's, you know, something I like to do is, is kind of be analytical about things and kind of break everything down and look at it. And um, and one thing I noticed was the, the moon, you know, fell a little bit differently this year. And so I'm kind of wondering if a lot of that activity kind of shifted with the moon. Um, there was a full moon at night, uh, you know, during our rut this year. And I think a lot of that movement um, was, you know, probably at night. And um, especially here about two weeks ago, um, that really seemed like the movement was maybe at the very tail end of the evening, like the last 45 minutes. And then the deer were bedded back down, you know, like first thing in the morning. Um, me and dad didn't see, uh, see too many deer. Um, we were in the woods, we were seeing them, uh, driving up and then it was like, seemed like everything was almost bedded up by the time daylight got there. We didn't, uh, we didn't see near as much movement. So hmm. I don't know if it was like that across the board or not, but, uh, something I was uh, definitely wanting to look into. And I've got a couple of cameras out right now. Um, not as many as I would like to have had out, which we can get into that in our goal section here for at the end of the year. But, um, maybe I can get some more out. Um, but, uh, I'd be curious to take a look at those and see what they showed. Yeah. Well, so, you know, I mean, um, it's one of my favorite ways to use trail cameras and I don't do it nearly as much as I need to. Um, but it's kind of the way that you do it is to use your trail cameras during the season to figure out what you're going to do next year. So, right. um, you know, I, I think that's a, we've talked about that before, but I think that's a, a good deal, you know, especially in some time like this where, you know, you had the deer movement pinned down, you had them, you know, you kind of yeah. knew whenever they were going to get up and start moving. Um, and, and it didn't happen. If, well, uh, what's the factor? The moon. Right. Yeah. And so trying if, to pin that, that down. If, if that holds true, then I would expect, uh, the Southern part of Bankhead uh, you know, the deer that you, uh, typically hunt, um, I would expect them to have a stronger, you, you to see like a stronger rut in action this year. Mm-hmm. And also with Cahaba, I think Cahaba, cause they, they tend to fall like the, according to Andrew, uh, he says like the, you know, like around the second week in, um, in December, um, yeah. seems to be like a pretty good time. And if so, I mean, that's, I feel like that's going to fall in a pretty good time. It will be closer to the new moon uh, phase than a full moon. So I yeah. think the I think the rut will appear to be a little bit stronger down there. Uh, anywhere well, that has a, a rut in like the first part of the month, uh, I think you know that's going to be a little bit better for those sections, like the first two weeks, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, um, Andrew posted a, or I guess it was Andrew or Jacob. They posted a video of a uh, of a of a buck. Um, did you see that trail camera video of that buck up in daylight? No, it's a pretty uh, good, pretty good looking buck. I don't know if it's over there or if it's where no. Andrew actually hunts right now, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm uh, seeing currently right now. I'm seeing a little bit earlier rutting activity which i predicted like i figured it would be a little bit earlier um because of the moon um i think i even talked about it in a i I wrote a rut report for rut fresh for spencer newharth um did you see that where they used a picture of you (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I wrote the article, like, and Spencer uh, used a picture of, of you. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah, was... Like, out of all the cool pictures I have of me, like with kayaks and deer and stuff, and he chose the one of you gutting a doe. I was like, dang, man. Um, no, nah, it's fine though. But um, you know, I mean, these first two weeks, man, uh, like right at the end of, D- of November, and and then the, those first two weeks of of December are pretty, pretty good in there. And, uh, and right. I'm going to have, I, I just now, just now, like right before me and you got on the phone, my vacation days got approved for next week. So I got three days off next week with my dad. We're going to, awesome. we're going to hunt most of the week next week. So I'm excited about that. I think yeah. it's going to be freaking fired up. I'll probably, uh, I'll probably head up there and I'm going to let you put me on them. Um, hey, on dude. next week. Cause, I'll uh, do it gladly. you got, uh, you've got one heck of a, one heck of a honey hole up there. Uh, don't you? Yeah, we won't talk about it too much, but I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I've, well, let's, let's, let's talk about it. You've knocked down how many deer since we've been yeah. back in Alabama? So, um, I've shot four in Alabama. I've shot five total this year. Um, I still got a Kentucky tag. I've still got two Kentucky tags, actually. I got a buck and a doe. So, um, so yeah. In since we've started in Alabama, I've been. Uh, let's see. I've I've killed four. I've killed two does and two bucks, and I got one buck tag left. Um, man, like the spot where I killed this deer at this morning. So, um, <laughs> I'm just gonna start from the beginning. Uh, it was cold today, man. Like you said, you didn't hunt this morning, right? No, I didn't hunt this morning. I hunted yesterday, though, and it was like uh, when I first got out there, I think my uh, temperature gauge on the truck said 22, and yep. it said 27 when I got back in the truck that night uh, after the hunt. So Yeah, it was I mean, 22 this I think morning. It made it up. Yeah, I think it made it up into, you know, it said it was going to make it up into like around 41, 42, something like that. Yeah, it and, did. Uh, and it, yeah, and it may have, but uh, it was. Yeah, it was a cold one. Um, wind, so, wind, really. Wind was howling. Like, today, this is how cold it was this morning, which I was, man, I was actually pretty impressed. I use Under Armour stuff, and I got the new Under Armour, uh, it's not new, I don't think. It's the Extreme extreme Base Layers, and, uh-huh. dude, I was warm. Like, I was perfect. I was toasty this morning. But literally yeah. everything was fr- was freezing. So when I was in the my paddle drip for my kayak, on my knee pads, the, like the water was frozen on my knee pads. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> when I was uh, when I was putting up my hawk helium sticks to climb the tree, um, like my my lip got stuck on the metal. That's how cold it was. And uh, <laughs> dude, I'm serious. Like when I because I hold it up with my mouth, you know, while I'm putting the rope around it. Right. Uh, I mean, it was cold. And I oh never really God, felt that so cold. Funny. Like a Christmas story, you know, like where he's like, <laughs> yeah. sticks his tongue in the flagpole. Or Dumb and Dumber. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, so uh, so it was cold this morning, you know, and I got in a little bit late, later than I wanted to. I still was up before daylight, but um, this spot, man, it's like, it's right on the edge of some private land. And I have killed three bucks on this same hillside. And it's not like a big hillside. It's not a ridge. It's a hillside. 
Um, and I've killed right. three bucks. I've killed two last year and then this one. And, uh, man, they just, I know how they bed. I know where they're bedded at. I know everything about it pretty much because it always works out there the way that I think it will, the way that I kind of predict it. Um, but so this morning it was, it was weird, man. It was like, I, I woke up and I just knew something was right. You know, the moon was going to be directly yeah. overhead pretty much like right when the sun came out. Um, it was like overhead, you know, and. And I don't really pay much attention to the brightness of the moon. I know a lot of people do. I don't um, so much as the phase of it. But um, so I got in there, got set up. Everything was good. Dude, at like 7 o'clock this morning, I hear four grunts that sounded like, I don't know, dude. It sounded like a three-year-old got given a grunt tube. And, I mean, it was so terrible. And I was listening to a bunch of turkeys gobbling, which was cool this time of year. And, uh, and all of a sudden, dude, just like echoing through the, through the, um, through the hills, it was, it did it four times and it was the same monotone sound, but it was a grunt. Like I know it was a grunt. And so I was like, well, crap, I'd been trying not to move too much. Cause the trees, the leaves had already fallen. I was trying not to move too much. So I, I was like, crap, I got to go ahead and get an interview because if something walks out, I don't want to have no footage of a, of like B roll footage and a, or a post pre pre hunt interview. So I was like, right. I turned it, I was like, well, I just had this happen, blah, blah, blah. So I did all that. And dude, like five minutes later, this buck comes cruising up and, uh, really? dude, the, the craziest and looking it, buck I've ever seen. the buck. And it wasn't even the buck that, that made the grunting, right? No, no. Unless he just moved like a really long ways in a short amount of time. And then. Yeah. He was probably just responding to it. Yeah. Or, you know, come to check it out. Yeah. I think that's probably what it was, which I knew that was possible. And I left my freaking grunt tube at home because I've been in Texas all week and all my stuff was out of my truck. So, um, I wanted to, if I would have had my grunt tube, I would have just called back to it, you know, I would have responded to it and tried to get right. it to come out of those trees. Um, but I think there was probably a fight about to happen. You know, that buck, I ended up, so I ended up shooting this buck and, uh, you know, he's not a high scoring deer, you know, he's not a big deer. He's got a big frame and not very many points. Um, all I saw was the big frame and I was like, yep, good enough for me. Um, and he ended up being one of the coolest looking deer I've ever killed. And, uh, he's got, he's a five point. Yeah, right? he was all kinds of squirrely. Oh, he's weird. He's really weird looking. So he's a five point with a drop time. So he's got, he's a mainframe six point. One side's a perfect, like big, really solid six point. The other side is like this, like naughty looking goofy thing of a main beam with a drop tine coming off of it. And that's it. It's only got two points yeah, on that one side. Yeah, it almost looked like if you were to, it almost looked like if you were to turn the antler upside down. Yeah. <laughs> And make it a little bit squirrely, like bend it. That's and, it. You got it. Be what this? Be what this? This one side looks like. Yeah, totally weird. It is um, a weird looking thing, man. But I tell you what, this deer was. Um, he was. I, I guess he was just ready for a fight. His neck was swollen. Yeah. His uh, his hocks were wet. Um, which and like I told you, everything was freezing. Um, I've been trying to get really a, a lot better at like kind of being aware of the situation so there's been times in my life when i would have said like i would have not worried about oh it's wet that means he's in the rut no i mean that means he's like 
he he just did that. Um, right. Probably when he heard that grunt because everything was frozen. Like there's no reason that would yeah. have been soaked wet, you know. Um, yeah. And so, um, but he ended up going straight down. But dude, I tell you what, like, um, so for a lot of people, this might not sound like a lot of deer to me. It's you know, I mean, it's a nice collection. I've killed 43 deer now. He was number 43 of my life. And, um, <laughs> out of all 43, I've managed to not ever scope myself in the head. Um, and I still have never scoped <laughs> myself in the head after today. Rather, I scope myself in the freaking nose. And let me tell you, dude, at 22 degrees, whenever a 30-06 kicks back and hits your nose just square on, it's it's not comfortable. It was the worst. Like I I'm not positive that my nose isn't fractured, but I have a black eye and uh and my nose has got a pretty swollen. You really have a black eye? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's black right now and I can feel oh, it swelling man. even more. Um oh, but dude, man, you crazy. just it is it is insane. And on the video, man. So I got the whole thing on video. It'll be up on the YouTube channel on the Sportsman's Nation YouTube channel soon. Um, I'm pretty behind on videos, but it'll, it'll eventually make it up there. Um, but I turn the camera to me and after I shoot it, there's like five, like five or 10 seconds of silence. And then you just hear me in the background and it's on the deer laying there. And you just hear me in the background go, uh, <laughs> it is so freaking funny. And, um, and so I was like, uh, I turned the camera towards me, and then, dude, my eyes just started watering, like just welling up with tears. I mean, it's, it doesn't take much to get hit in the nose and start crying. And it looks like I'm just so tore up about this deer, like I'm just so jacked up. <laughs> I'm just crying, you know. It's like, golly, man, it's just a little five point, you know. Stop crying about it. But in the video, I was like, I promise I'm not crying because I'm emotional. I'm crying because I just got that crap beat out of my nose. Um, so that definitely made it memorable, but, uh, it was number five in the saddle for me this year. Um, that's awesome. And I'm, I'm learning, I'm trying to learn, you know, how to get better at shooting. It's really easy to shoot a bow in the saddle. It's less easy to shoot a gun in the saddle. So I'm trying to get better at it. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is. And it may just be, um, weather, it may be, you know, the lack of cover on the trees that makes me just feel more exposed. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but, um, but I'll tell you what, man. I, I'll tell you the highlight of my day today. I love deer hunting. I love killing. I love doing it with a kayak on public land. Like, there's just nothing to me that beats it. But you know how much I've wanted. I bought a drone just to get a shot, a drone shot of... Oh yeah, you've been talking about it every single time, and the rain ruined it last yeah. time on your last spot. It's either the rain or I shoot a deer in the evening and it's dark. Uh, but today, right. dude, it was blue skies, not a cloud in the sky. And as soon as I saw that deer drop, I was like, "Oh yeah, my dream's coming true Drone. today." <laughs> like I've just dreamed, I've dreamed about this shot. Like I've really wanted it so bad, and I got yeah. it today. So. I was pretty excited. That's awesome. Needless to say, I, I had a good day. But you know, my expectations going into the season, like I, I don't consider myself to be like just this like 
really good public land hunter. Um, you know, going into the season, you know, you always have like, what if it's not as good as it was next year or last year? And, you know, but what if you just got lucky on some of those bucks and, um, right. You know, this year what I'm learning is I think I just have a really good spot. Uh, I told Tyler, it is a great spot. Yeah. I mean, it really, it really does work out pretty well for me. I told Tyler today, I was like, like, I'm not, I'm not really, a, I wouldn't consider myself to be a good bankhead, you know, deer hunter. I just found a good spot, you know, and, and yeah. one day I'm going to, somebody's going to find it and it's not going to be as good and I'm going to have to go find another spot and I'll level the playing field again. Um, yeah. And so, but that's just, plan for you. it's fun though. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm looking forward to that time, but it'll be fun. Because eventually, yeah. eventually, Mike, you'll you'll find another honey hole, you'll find another Babe Ruth buck, and it'll make it fun again. You know, that's for me. My expectations yep. going into the season, I've been talking about it a lot lately, but it's just trying to look for the experience that I want to have. You know, I I'm tired of people telling me. You know, I'm tired of what we were talking about earlier. Looking at you know 150, 160 inch deer getting killed every every you know five minutes on Facebook by by people who have deer that are that big and feeling insecure about it or anything like that. Like I just don't even yeah, care I'm, anymore. I'm totally, and I'm totally going to dive into that on our next episode. Uh, but I'll save yeah. it for uh, the next episode because me and you have a pretty different as far as, uh, as far as our, our hunting and, and how we view everything. So I think it'll be a good, a good, uh, perspective, a good yeah. difference. Um, and, and you know, one of the things so. that I've been, one of the things that I've been thinking about too, like, you know, today I killed that deer. This is my, you know, I killed it with a rifle and I see people post, like I saw like a meme thing that was posted is like Matthew McConaughey. It says, did you kill that deer with a bow? Cause it'd be a lot cooler if you did. And I'm like, I don't know if you've seen that before, but it's like, like used to, I would have tried to hide the rifle, you know? Um, right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I killed it with a bow. Like, or maybe nobody will ask, but dude, who the freak cares? I killed it the way that I wanted to kill it. And I had the experience that I wanted to have and nobody else can take it away. And so, you know, I've just learned that expectation. That's going to be my expectation every single year. I may change my mind midway through the year on what my goals are, but my expectation is I'm going to have a freaking good time doing it. And yeah. So, so that's that's do you it. Want to talk about? Do you want to talk about what happened on on Facebook real quick? Oh, the the, the dude that yeah. Uh, that do you, you want to talk to me on that subject? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would love to actually. Okay, um, so, so tell us, tell everybody who who doesn't know, you know, kind of like the backstory and you know. Yeah, so I everything. shot a I shot a, a small buck the other day, um, on the same piece of public land where, you know, typically a lot of people don't shoot a bu- shoot a buck all year. There are a lot of people right. who don't shoot a buck out there every single year. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I shot a small buck, and... Um, I, I, but you were stoked about it. I mean, I was so jacked. happy. Like, I was jacked. I get, dude, I'm telling you, man. Text messages and everything. Deer tear me up. Like, I get so lit. I don't care. I, I've killed... 43 deer is a lot of deer to kill for a... You know, if I shot a buttonhead, I'd be so freaking excited, man. Because it's like, if it got me that excited, it was worth shooting. And 
Um, and this guy, <laughs> he cusses me out, first off, like on this post. He was like, you ought to be fine for shooting a deer that small. Um, good job. You, you probably killed that deer on... Uh, what did he say? Like over a pile of corn or something like that off your greenfield or something is like, nah, dog, <laughs> not at all. I mean, he was he was totally laying into you for it to be. I think what what was the on the on the post? Um, what was what was the title or or heading or or something like that? It was something that evidently had like triggered him, and um, and he just totally went off on a tangent like and ran with it like. I don't I remember mean, what it was, but he was like, he was going off on, me and my buddies don't kill deer like that. You ain't going to be one of my hunting buddies. I was like, well, I commented, I was like, well, I really don't want to be one of your hunting buddies. You know, I mean, it looks like we're not going to hunt together because that's not the way I hunt. Um, but yeah. he was just, so, I mean, totally, he was just an idiot. Totally just, yeah, totally just laid into you for something that you killed and, 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 you know, brought you joy. Um, you know, to, to each his own because everybody's going to have different opinions on on you know what gets them excited and, and you know what what kind of deer are in their area. Um, you know whether hunting you know a lease or or public land and, and their years experience. I mean, you know you know going to put down you know a little kid you know for shooting his first deer. I mean, you know that. You know, made him happy. I mean, you know, same thing with you know everybody else. I mean, what you know, I guess what I would shoot and what someone else would shoot is probably not the same thing. And sure, but if here's the thing: if it if it brings you, you know, that sense of accomplishment and and joy and and everything like that, then so be it. But don't don't be going and and uh, putting other hunters down because uh, what they shot is not what you know, you would have shot. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of hunters that choose to only gun hunt and some that only, you know, shoot with traditional. Um, and one person's traditional trophy deer wouldn't be the same as, you know, somebody's, you know, gun trophy deer. Um, you know, there's just so many different variables. And, but to, to be putting other hunters down, I mean, I don't know. It just says a lot about your character, I think. Oh, yeah, I agree. And, and that's the thing, you know, we want to, I think that's a good stopping point for us too today is like, man, at the end of the day, this is, this, we're, we're trying to find the experience. We're, we're pursuing the experience that, um, that we want to have, you know, I'm not going to shoot a deer if I don't get excited about it. Why would I do that? That doesn't make any sense to me, but if I'm excited about it, man, if, if, if there's a man who's killed 200 inch deer and he gets excited on public land about a about a hundred and you know ten inch eight point. So be it. Like that's that's amazing. Like we're out here to enjoy this. Um, I say it at the end of every single episode about dominion, um, and I say it because I, I really mean it. You know, God did not intend when when creating the deer, he didn't intend for small deer to not get eaten too. You know, like that's, that's just, that's at the end of the day, that's what we're in it for. We're in it for the meat. We're in it for the camaraderie. We're in it for the memories and the experience. And so, you know, I think that's a good ending point. You know, our expectations for this year, um, we may not, they may not happen. Our goals, they may not all happen, but at the end of the day, we're going to have a good time trying to make them happen. 
And so go out right. and do that. And, and, and we don't, you know, we're not here to, uh, to lecture people or tell people this, you know, this is the only thing that works and, and this is, you know, how it should be done. And I mean, we're just, uh, you know, sharing our experiences and, and what we feel like works and for us. And, yeah. and, you know, maybe you have the, the same opinion and, and, and successes, you know, as we do in, in certain tactics, uh, maybe not, you know, but, um, we're not, uh, we're not, you know, trying to be, um, your, you know, albeit, you know, for, uh, for hunting tactics and stuff like that. But, um, you know, we certainly, you know, try to discuss certain topic, you know, topics, uh, you know, and, and give our perspective on things. Um, yeah. you know, we're not world-class, uh, world-class hunters, um, just because we have a, you know, a podcast, you know, an outlet to, to share stuff with, uh, with everybody. You know, it's just something we enjoy and, um, you know, enjoy sharing stories and, 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 you know, talking to other hunters. Um, so. Yeah. Man. Way to, way to end it. I thought that was a good ending. Yeah. I think everybody's going to like that. (laughs) You know, I mean, you're, you're totally right on board, man. And I agree with everything you said. So, um, Guys, thanks so much for listening. Like that's it's kind of an informal ending, but um, that that's really what we wanted to talk about today is just kind of our our season and how it's going and where we expect it to go from here. So, if you enjoyed it, um, man, leave us a leave us a five star review on the on iTunes and um, go check out our YouTube channel. We got some new videos coming up on there and um, follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at Southern Ground Hunting. We got a lot of cool stuff. Mike, I believe, is going to have a deer, a buck to post on our Instagram page this week. I'm believing it. It'd be nice. Uh, hey, maybe by the time people are listening to this, you have one down. Me and my dad are supposed to go tomorrow, so i got to be up in like four hours. Yep, I understand so. that. I got up at 2.15 this morning. This is awesome. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Again, thanks to our partners at Newbreed Archery, at Tethered, at Onyx, and at Go Wild. Check out all those companies. They are incredible. As always, like we talked about today, God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So however you want to do it, with whatever method you want to do it, just go out and exercise your dominion. You guys stay safe. Good luck if you're going to be in a tree. We'll talk to you next time.